0: This is Matthew Rose, and you are listening you to our CBH Podcast Good morning. Good morning. It's Monday, January 31st. Which is hard to believe. Um Yeah. Had our full final dress uh, on Saturday, and I had no idea how many people were going to be there. I thought it was just going to be family and friends, Um, but it was, uh, I don't know, (laughs) as full as you can make a theater uh, during COVID times. I mean, it was a lot of people. I have to think it was 1,500, maybe, um, I don't know, 1,500 at least. A lot of people out there. I was surprised. I thought, oh, I should have warmed up a little more, maybe. Um, our Cerlina um, uh, didn't make it. And so we had, uh, uh, a wonderful soprano named Christina Gantz, somebody I've worked with before and who's uh, wonderful, uh, roll in, they threw her to the wolves. She had a couple hours of, uh, staging the day before without most of the principals. They weren't going to call me. They weren't going to call a lot of us to this thing. And, um, you know, she just had to like learn it on stage and, and I don't know what she did. Some kind of magic trick but she remembered everything she did everything that cerelina was supposed to do at least with me from my standpoint she was absolutely flawless and she sounded great and uh it went it went as as well as it can go for somebody jumping in and i think um there's um there's something here and i th- it's really it's for the female singers specifically lyric sopranos in our business Um, there are so many of them. There are so many of them that when they make it to this level, they are everything. They have everything. They are perfect. Because you would never get here otherwise. There's just too many in the pool to choose from. Um, And that is something that I have witnessed over and over and over again. Nobody, no lyric soprano at this level is anything but freaking flawless. Uh... It's really something it's it's really something and and I and the lower voices, uh myself included, probably get away with murder by comparison, um, just because there, there isn't a larger pool to choose from. There's so fewer of us than there are of them that um, they basically have to be perfect and and it's it's a luxury in a way, it's a luxury just to know that somebody can roll in like that uh, and, and give her one day and she puts on a real show. I mean, the rest of us have been doing this for three weeks now and we're still forgetting stuff and she gets one day, one session and just nails it all. Um, for the Sopranos listening, (laughs) that's just a reality. That is just a reality. Um, if you're not obsessively flawless (laughs) in your ability to produce, uh, you're going to get, you're going to get walked past, run past or run over. Uh, yeah, that was it was really something. It was it was I was I was uh, thoroughly impressed and I and I suddenly realized about halfway through the first scene I thought she's getting all of this. She's perfect. She doesn't I don't need to worry about guiding her through any of this, which was my intention I thought. Well, you know, she's not going to know this 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 and this and I'll just make sure just kind of like lead her a little bit. There was no leading necessary. She put on a performance. And that is wildly to her credit. Um and it was the strange Vienna version, I guess she knew that one too. And by strange, I just mean it's like one duet. You know, you, what happens is um, Otavio loses an aria, and and um, there's a leporello uh, and duet, the one in the appendix, and then some resic gets goofed around too a little bit, and a couple of cuts in the final scene. But otherwise, it's 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 basically the same. But this duet, I don't think a lot of people know, and she happened to know it, of course. Um, our cast is otherwise okay, I think. Art Serlina, if she tests negative today. <laughs> the boss said the other day, he goes, negative is the new positive. <laughs> We're wishing negative on everyone. <laughs> uh, it, you know, today's the day to to get tested. If Art Seralina tests negative today, then she can join us tomorrow. Otherwise, Christina will uh, be with us on opening, which is on Tuesday, tomorrow. And I, I'm, I'm doing nothing. I'm literally doing nothing. The, my paranoia has uh, taken over and i'm i'm hiding out. Now maybe i like to hide out a little bit. In a way i do. Uh, in a way i like to to uh, stay stay away, but um not this much, not this much. Uh, n- normally at this point i would have found some pals and i would have i would at least be going to lunch or have a drink after the rehearsal or something. I would i would be doing something social regularly at this point and and i'm i'm still just wildly paranoid. I'm not worried about getting sick. I'm worried about testing positive for 10 days, which, which seems to be what's happening. And even if you're asymptomatic, uh, I think you still, I, I, I think seven days have to go by. Even if you have no symptoms, I think, uh, seven days have to go by before you're even allowed to sing with a mask. Um, you know, it's no time to be precious. It's no time. It's no time to, to worry too much about singing with a mask or this or that, or we're just trying to put the shows up. It's, it's such a strange time. And I, somebody said the other night and i immediately agreed with him probably the best move would be to stop testing <laughs> uh it was described to me by by um interested parties that um you know effectively this is flu season and the flu goes around the opera house every year and you either get it or you don't get it and people decide for themselves how long they're going to be home and and uh, not come in and right now we're getting sort of um you know dictated by the government mandated by the government telling you how long and how what's the protocol it has to be this it has to be this it has to be this and really uh, I think I think um, interested parties would just rather not test at this point but we're we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot with a lot of that and so we got a test um you know you don't want to pass the flu around it's not it's not the worst one I know there's um, all sorts of people who tell me why it's this, that, and the other thing. And it's going to have long COVID and you're going to lose your fucking toes and you can't eat, you know, you can't taste food for the rest of your life and all that shit. Uh, But really, this has been going on for two years now and um, almost two years. And this version is pretty mild, and I don't see a lot of worried people in in France. The the bars and the restaurants are full. I see them full. Nobody's got their mask on. Everybody's happy to pass this little thing around and go through it if they need to go through it or or skip it or what have you. Uh, but I'm just up here like, damn. Excuse me. I just popped a pen cap and shot my drink. Anyway, um, you know, I'm 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 not worried about getting sick. I'm not worried about it. I'm I'm worried about uh, having to stay home until until I test negative, negative. and th- this is this is what's getting us right now. It's the testing. We should just stop testing. <laughs> I remember Trump said that a long time ago. We all went <laughs> lost our brains, but it, <laughs> I'm starting to agree with it now. <laughs> it's not the illness. It's what it's what we have to do if you uh, happen to turn uh, positive. So I'm trying to stay negative, super negative all the time. Just <laughs> I go to the grocery store when it's not crowded. I go during low low business hours and uh otherwise I'm camped out. If I go for a walk, I stay outside. I stay out of crowds. Um that's 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 the extent of my social calendar while I've been here. Which is fine too. I've got a lot of work to do, you know. There's there's plenty to to occupy my time, but really at this point just for um uh, my, my mental health. I would have, I would have at least found somebody to have lunch with, you know, like that kind of just like, Hey, let's grab a burger. Let's go get a beer like that. Just that sort of, um, uh, human contact that keeps you, keeps you sane. I remember I was in college and I went to a school that was 40% Asian. This is the university of Stony Brook, uh, state school in New York. And it was uh, 40% Asian. And this was just known as the, as the school where a lot of uh, Asian students would go. And, um, you know, 40% is a a good deal. You know, you certainly felt like, like it seemed like more, although that were the, those are the official numbers. And, and a lot of people came from Korea and China. And, and I do remember, um, some of them, one in particular, I have in my head, a young girl who started out the school year pretty fine. Uh, and, and they all spoke English very well. And, and, um, you know, I think they had to in order to get into the school, and, and um, they were wonderful students and good people, and I have nice memories of, of my friends during that time, and um, there was one girl who kind of started off with a bang, and she had a big personality, and uh, she was loud, and her voice was very um, piercing. It was hard to listen to. I remember even then uh, that, that it, was, it was a difficult voice to listen to, and she had a big personality in class, and she was one of the music students, and you know she sort of turned into a pariah in a way you could feel people not wanting to sit near her you could feel that she wasn't quite gaining friends because she just had this big loud personality and voice that was kind of cutting through you just her speaking voice i think she was a piano player um but i like i, I didn't want anything to do with her just because I, it was like just sort of an offensive personality and um i just sort of watched the progress of this girl through the fall and And it was really around Christmas time. Um, She had closed up shop. She like went into herself. Uh, She was not loud anymore. She was not answering questions anymore. And you could see that she had turned inwards. Her hair was starting to cover her face. I wish I remembered her name. I'd love to see how she's doing. But um, she was starting to go crazy a little bit. You could tell she was starting to go crazy. Uh, I think she had been isolated by her own, you know, unfortunately by her own doing. Uh, She just had this loud, aggressive personality that people didn't want to be around. And even though she was among um, uh, people from her country, you know, where she wouldn't, she shouldn't have felt so isolated in the United States, um, she was feeling isolated just with people. And um, um, you could tell that that there was a mental breakdown happening and I remember all of a sudden her hair was in front of her face and she was constantly trying to hide she was going in the back and then and then you could you could just tell like there was a there was a chatter she was she was started to talk to herself and uh, sure enough we didn't see her second semester and that was it that was that was the end of her and and um I I I assume she went home and things got better I'll hope that but uh, um there is something to isolation that is just not good it's not good. It's not good for you to not have human contact uh, or just not have a group. You know, you need a group. It's hard to be in complete isolation. Uh, um, every time you see a news story or read something and you, and you find out somebody's going to go into prison for the rest of their life, and it happens all the time, these two clowns from Georgia who chased this poor jogger down and shot him, um, you know, these... Arbery. Arbery? Yeah, that's that was the guy who got shot. And these, these assholes who... Who shot him up, you know, going to jail forever? And you go, oh my God. And, you know, the one guy, I don't know, he's 30 something. He's going to go to prison forever. No chance to get out. And you go, oh, this is, uh... I don't know how anybody could possibly do that. You know, especially if you were going to be in some kind of, I don't know if you get to be in general population. I don't even, like, nothing about jail sounds good to me, but I would imagine it's better if you can at least be around other people. <laughs> <laughs> until somebody shanks you in the shower. <laughs> I saw Shawshank. The laundry room isn't a nice place to go. Uh, but I, uh, you know, like, um, I would imagine it's better to just be around other people. Now I don't, <laughs> people find a way in jail. We got a lot of people in jail and they somehow find a way to serve their time. Um, and, uh, and, and go through that. But if you had to be in some kind of isolation, if you were going to be locked up 20 some odd hours a day and be allowed, you know, an hour of uh, recreation where you could do some exercise or grab a shower or whatever, um, I, don't, I really don't think that I could do it. I, I, have, I, I just, I think in my, if I really think about it, if I really try and put myself into that situation, I would have to figure out a way to uh, hang myself in the middle of the night because there's no chance for 23 hours a day, I could just sit in a room in a cage. No way. Couldn't do it. Now, a criminal mind is different. They've already made their choices. They've done some stuff. You know, maybe you feel awful for your crime and you're ready to serve your time and feel like you deserve that punishment. I'm I'm sure there must be some. Somebody in jail is guilty, right? <laughs> uh, but I the, the thought of being just without contact for all that time is death is is not nearly as bad as that in my head in my head I don't know but I just remember that girl just kind of like going from super loud and boisterous to completely turned inwards because I don't think anybody wanted to be around her I don't think she had a a roommate that wanted to know her we certainly didn't want anything to do with her in class she was always it was just too loud it was too big and too loud and, and nobody wanted to to be a part of it we were new there we were just trying to find our way and and uh, you could just see, like isolation had had quickly made her crazy. It was only a few months, really. Like it was a. I remember seeing it, and you know, I was like seventeen. There's not a whole lot you can do at seventeen. To you're not looking out for other people. You're pretty selfish at seventeen, and and um, you know, she was um. Just just going mad and you and you witnessed it i didn't do anything <laughs> i don't I don't remember doing anything to help it you know i didn't I didn't reach out to this person and see if they were okay. I wanted no part of her, which in hindsight seems awful, but that's that was the reality of it anyway i gotta go take my test this morning. who knows how many tests i I could probably sit there and figure it out, but I don't want to It's just too many. Some people do it really easy So you know There seems to be no protocol. Like when I was in Philadelphia for the quick, uh, uh, orchestra gig, I had to go up to, uh, who knows one of the schools, one of the schools nearby and had to go spit into a little vial. And I was actually surprised how much spit they needed. It was, it was very surprising. It definitely wasn't just what (laughs) so gross to talk about. It definitely wasn't just what I had available in my mouth. You know, like that wasn't enough. You. You had to like work it up. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's disgusting, but that was that was the truth of it, and you just had to. It was <laughs> it was a surprising amount that they needed. Uh, but this is way more uh, preferable to the swab test, which is all we're still doing here in France. And some of these people are are good and barely stick it in one nostril and just kind of like twirled around, blah blah blah, like almost almost faking it. And then you have this other crew that just are determined to go past your septum until there's resistance. Just like poke your soft palate right behind your eyeballs, and then they start twisting. And it's all you can do to not gag. You're just like, oh, 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 you know, and they're, they're asking you if you're okay, and you're afraid to, to say anything. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh. They give that thing about five spins, and then they go in the other nostril, do the same damn thing, and it's It's awful. It's way too invasive, way too invasive. France needs to catch up so we can spit in the cup. <laughs> we gotta stop the testing. Uh, we gotta stop the testing. It's really all this fucking testing that's ruining our lives right now. If you don't feel good, stay home until you feel better and then come back to work. You know, like <laughs> we're getting shut down because of the mandatory uh, uh, stay at home. It's enough. It's enough. Fuck it. Man, I, it's just its ruining our business. It's ruining it. We got to get rid of these tests. And you know the people making those tests want no part of that. They want this to go on and on and on. That is big money being made right now. Big money. And, um, you know, this is just not what it is. The hospitals are not full anymore. Certainly nobody in Paris seems to care. You know, this is not... I love the French. A million rules, nobody follows them, <laughs> except the opera house because we do. And then you know, there we are, taking our tests and and getting quarantined if we're ill. I'm not, I'm not scared of getting sick. I'm just scared of losing a week, which for this show would be two or three performances, and I just, I want no part of that. Damn. I love you for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, I'm going to do my show tomorrow, and. um Assuming I'm negative, assuming we have enough people in the choir, assuming we have enough people in the orchestra, <laughs> and who knows who's going to be on stage with me. That'll be fun, everybody. Have a great week, and we'll see you on Thursday. All right, thanks. Bye.
1: Panic stricken, handle business, not a joke. Yeah, manners missing, travel different, no control. Yeah, time to listen time to zip it keep it closed my description highly gifted take some notes yeah lack of interest why'd you visit hit the road yeah kind of twisted so keep your distance be a ghost yeah see I'm inventive but quite the menace you ain't know well then I'm offended let's talk your memories here we go yeah I went from nobody to kind of famous hide my plaques inside the closet I just can't explain it my wife she tells me that she's proud and thinks that I should hang them but I just leave them on the ground right next to my self-hatred yeah yeah mental health where's my mental diagnosed with OCD, what does that mean, we'll gather round, that means I obsessively obsess on things I think about, that means I might take a normal thought and think it's so profound, ruminating, fill balloons are full of doubts, do the same things, if I don't I'm overwhelmed, thoughts are pacing, they go round and round and round, it's so draining, on to something else. Fine. Running the game if they don't even know it, like I'm undercover and knowing to blow it. They come out and know it, they don't even notice. The flow is so cold, you would think it was snowing. I'm under the weather, but wind isn't blowing. I got an umbrella for difficult moments. You got to admit it, I'm very devoted. I'm out in the rain, but it don't always open, so high. Hold up my balloons and cover up my face. I can feel them weighing on me every day. I should let them go and watch them float away. But I'm scared if I do, then I'll be more afraid. Tell them how I feel, but they don't want to change. Tell them how I feel, but they remain the same. Loosen up my grip, they say that's not okay. Quiet, 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 quiet.